Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 64 of the Butters Podcast. This is my conversation with Anna Edgington, a.k.a. Edie. This conversation and this podcast is made possible thanks to the generous support of my patrons. And if you too would like to support this podcast as a patron, you can do so by jumping onto patreon.com forward slash butters. But for now, thank you again for tuning into episode 64 of the Butters Podcast, my conversation with Anna Edgington. Enjoy. Asking me um, how I looked, looked so calm after I said that I was, I felt like I was doing yeah. way too much. Yeah. yeah, how do I look so calm? I think, I think I've been working on a lot of like grounding things over the last couple of years, maybe from COVID. And just like really working on nervous system soothing and calming. And I think that's really helped, but I can definitely feel and I, I've spoken to a few people today who just feel a bit of frantic kind of energy right. and you were saying you've had a frantic day yeah, today yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. something in the air yeah I don't know what it is but so do you yeah. so what so what things did you, what things I keep forgetting to turn it to I'm so sorry what things did you learn um, or, or what things stood out from the things you learned that yeah, um, in, in terms of nervous system. Yeah. Or, yeah. I, I mean, because I think we can all do with help in that regard, everyone. Yeah. I, I think breathing is a really um, easy tool that we can all access at any time. You know, just, and, and it's so, it sounds so cliche and everybody's always talking, you know, breathe deeply, take a deep breath, you know, my mum used to say yeah. that, but it's really important and, you know, it takes a little while of deep breathing to kind of um, get the nervous system sort of back in a calm state. There's lots of technical jargon that goes with some of these things, but I'll try and keep it pretty simple, yeah. But I, I, I think what I learned was throughout my life, when I was a kid and a teenager, my nervous system was quite reactive. And whether that was to do with how I was brought up, no, no criticism of my parents, but it could have been something that I learned. And so being anxious was um, normal. Was a part of your life? Yeah. yeah. Right. Since you were young? Since, yeah, maybe since I was a teenager. Oh. Um, maybe since I was, yeah, maybe like 10 or 11. And still to today? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an overriding um, reaction to, to stress. I'll, I'll start to feel anxious about seemingly unrelated things, oh. but the, you know... But, um, but yeah, I think, I think yoga really helps as well, you know, like doing grounding yoga flows. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah for sure. Especially yeah. with the breathing. Yeah, because yeah. I'm a very kind of movement-oriented person. And so meditation and things where you have to sit very still aren't for everyone. Um, so I like to move and breathe. Yeah. And singing has always been a great thing to teach me how to deep breathe and... And singing helps like tremendously. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Why tremendously? Um, I think it's the the um, the deep breathing. It's the connection of the deep breath with the phonation of like the vocal cords and all of the serotonin that's produced when we express ourselves. Oh really? Is it? Yeah. Serotonin. Mm. 
serotonin and oxytocin I think is produced when you're singing together as part of a group as well like it's just like are you serious I should probably research this <laughs> someone's gonna look this up and be like she's, she's, she's full of shit all kinds of really good good emotions mm. and chemicals are set off with, with singing and it's uh, I think it's it also depends what you associate singing with as well. Like if you were a kid and you were told that you were terrible at singing, maybe singing makes you feel Maybe si- singing is the thing that gives you the anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but when it's been such a, a release, like, and it's my way of expressing myself. Like it, I feel strange if I haven't sung in a while. Yeah. So how long have you been singing? You're, you're a musician, fantastic musician. How long have you been performing or, or creating or singing? I think I've been singing since, gosh, primary school, probably, I always loved music lessons, you know, I remember like the really simple music lessons where everybody's clapping in this circle and I just used to find it so exciting. Really? I used to look forward because we used to have um, a itinerant music teacher come to the primary school like that was the one lesson that I look forward to and I used to get her to stay behind to play the piano while I sung songs and I just loved it I don't think I I never really knew that I had a pretty voice I I think I just did it because it felt really nice Um, yeah and then I started to get sort of like roles in school plays and but always felt a bit shy, you know? I was like, why are they choosing me? But then looking back at the videotapes, because it was that long ago, yeah. um, <laughs> me performing, like my voice is really pretty and I had no idea. When I was that old, I guess maybe my ego wasn't, it didn't matter whether I was good or not, but. Yeah, you were doing it for the love of it. Yeah. But now you have an ego. <laughs> is that what you're I try and keep it and <laughs> check every single yeah. day, yeah. but it's hard, yeah. <laughs> Well, because you, yeah, and so didn't you perform the opening for WOW? Yeah. How amazing is that? Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Yeah, I feel really privileged to have been asked. Um, And it was a a real marathon. There were 18 shows. Um, Me and my wonderful friend Tristan, who plays violin. Yeah. um, We, we were on stage for about 100 minutes. 90 to 100 minutes. You mean across the 18 shows, or every every 18 every show we were on stage for um, really? over an hour and a half. Yeah. Holy shit! So we we. Um, that's a that's a long. It's a big set. It's probably the longest set that I've done of my solo stuff. Wow. Um, yeah, and so. Um, what did what helped you with that? Are we talking cocaine? Are we talking <laughs> ecstasy? What 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 got you through it? I think. Let's Tristan. talk rock and roll. <laughs> Tristan's um, jokes, Tristan's silliness, um, me, uh, yeah, what did get me through? I think it was just like an acceptance of what it was going to entail and um, I warmed up. I sort of tried to get my vocal stamina up before I did it. I knew it was going to be a push because I haven't really performed since COVID because I've been deep in studio mode and PhD mode. So I was like, oh God, can my voice do this? And I had some composition and prep work to do for the, the backing tracks and stuff. So yeah, what got us through? Just being silly. Really? Yeah, just being, just having a laugh, you know, like... But you can't laugh on stage, right? So you would laugh when you got off stage and then you would rinse and repeat. 
18 times over. You're not meant to laugh on stage, yeah. but we did. You know, I'm going to yeah. joke around and be like, yo, Tristan, Tristan. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was trying to make me laugh. He was trying to, what's it when you start laughing in a theatre show? Corpsing, is it? Corpsing, yeah. He was, he was trying to do everything he could to crack me up. Like on that Seinfeld episode. Piz <laughs> dispenser. Yeah. Is that called corpsing? Interesting. I think, yeah, I think so. Um, but we, we were playing to, you know, 60 people having dinner at the very, very start um, through to the stadium being full of 4,000 people. So we were kind of like holding the space for, um, you know, like a big difference in audience size, which was interesting. Um, we should probably mention that, yeah, the reason <laughs> that Anna's speaking so quietly is because a jazz performance has just started. But I don't know if they can hear us all the way down there. No, I think, I think we'll be But also, is this like a disrespectful thing for another, mu- from one musician to another, being like, or no? I think they put on this gig to make it more accessible to people. Mm. I mean... Yeah, it's a good question. It probably is a bit disrespectful. We can just okay. Yeah, we can. We can we can vacate. Yeah, because it's a classic guitar as well. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> okay, well, this can be part one. Wow, I'm having one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, maybe it's just catching. <laughs> You're just opportunistic. <laughs> Sorry about that. Really, buy me a drink first, man. I mean, well. <laughs> so sweet. Billy. Well, tell, tell me about Billy. Yeah, so Billy is uh, a beautiful Border Collie dog. Uh, he's about two. I got him just after COVID. Wait, he's two. Wow. Yeah, yeah. he's. Uh, Is he extra large for his, or like, did I get that big that quick? Yeah, no, he, he's he's pretty small for a border collie, but they get big oh. pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. But he, um, <laughs> he's he's good. He's he's funny. There's never like a dull moment with Billy. He's he's. I, I've encountered that today. <laughs> <laughs> the snipping of my crotch. The almost knocking the drinks over. <laughs> he's great. He's a funny dog, and uh, he's very, very um, playful, and you know, just like happy-go-lucky. Yeah, he's been he's been a great friend for the last two years. You know, I think until you have your own dog, you don't realize quite how much of a friend they become. And then you listen to other dog owners, and you're like, God, they sound insane. Oh right. But uh, but yeah, as soon as you have your own dog, it's they're just. They know what you're thinking, they read your movements, they sort of know what you're about to do before you know, um, oh. and they get you outside, they get you laughing, yeah, they're great, and he's really great. He's and, and why did, so why did you get him, for that, for that reason? Yeah, so I always grew up with dogs, oh. and I think um, after COVID, like I, just after the first lockdown, I think, I went through a big breakup, and um, and then lockdown happened, I started my PhD, and I think everybody got a dog after COVID. Yeah. Or like the dog. Or, or during COVID as or well. During yeah, COVID, yeah. yeah. And so I think it was all part of it. I often call him my rebound, my rebound dog. Yeah. 
I know it sounds so silly. Eh? No, no, not at all, not at all. I'm sorry to hear. Yeah, unless it was a good thing. You, you grow, hey. Yeah. You grow from these tough, tough moments. Um, but yeah, he's great. There, there were definitely times when he was a puppy where I just wanted to give him back to the... Oh. the breeders because he was so naughty oh, right, right. but now he's just so good I'm saying this as he's pulling me across the bar <laughs> like trying to eat everything off the floor chasing all the other well, dogs you're maintaining but. your composure <laughs> he's yeah no, he's really great he's yeah he's good with people he was so good with people's emotions when he was a puppy I, I kind of considered giving him to um, an emotional support charity because he was just, he could read children's emotions and adults' emotions. He still can, like he's, and he brings a lot of like joy and soothing. And, but I was too selfish. I kept him. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. So what, so what are these charities? There's, um, there's an emotional support um, organization. I, I, think it's, I think there's one in Wellington where... Um, so dogs can be emotional support yeah, dogs to, yeah. to people and they have to go through kind of rigorous training and wow. they have to be very special. And so the charity will potentially accept dogs and train them up? It up. Uh, again, don't quote me on this. <laughs> it was a long time ago by my brain. But um, yeah, yeah um, they have to be spotted quite, quite early on as, as puppies. But Border Collies are so smart that they make good good working dogs in, in any kind of capacity. But because he's very mellow, um, you know, he's not barky, he's very chilled out, and he's really good with emotions. I was like, ah! And I had people around me kind of notice it as well and say, you should, you know, consider giving him away. I was like, no! So is there anything to be said so upstairs when we're at part one of this conversation? And I had my hand, my arm down while I was talking to you and he rested his head, you know, like his head on my arm. Is that him reading me that maybe I'm, you know, I need to calm down a bit or something today? Or, or is, that him, is that him connecting with me? Or do you, do you know what that might mean? Or am I overthinking it? It's a really good question. <laughs> is he like, you need to calm, you seem, you seem tense. Is that why he would have done it? Or? He does do that sometimes, yeah. I think he was more wanting to connect and be part of the conversation, maybe. Okay. okay. <laughs> and part of like the energy and, and but he... Because I was, I was definitely a little bit heightened because I was late and I was feeling bad and the traffic was horrific. So I definitely came in and I'm so sorry I'm late. So maybe I was a little bit, who knows? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was just trying to ground yeah. everyone. Wow. And he'll kind of sit at my feet. Did you notice him sitting yes. at my feet? And sort of, yeah. So I, I didn't think about it at the time, but it was, he was probably doing something, whether it was um, trying to help you or connect with you. But the great thing about dogs is they just bring you back to the present moment, right? Because for them, all it is is the present moment. And that is such a good lesson. We were talking about um, nervous system kind of like soothing earlier and, and um, presence and mindfulness is such a big part of that and I think dogs really really bring that to people it's a nice reminder you know I'll often find myself on my phone or you know in my head you know when you're cooking or 
like making a cup of coffee. You're in your head and you're not really there and then you'll see the dog and he'll be looking at you wanting something or wanting to play and trying to bring you back, you know? Like what do they think about us just being sucked in? Good question. What do they think about this? They must think we're a bunch of zombies. Yeah, like sucked in. You remember those um, those images on the internet that went yeah, around yeah, of yeah, people yeah. getting sucked into yeah, their screens? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if dogs can actually see that energetically. I sound like such a hippie right now. <laughs> <laughs> like a little, our soul is like... Yeah, like a, yeah. Or a sadness or like a disconnection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to just be Billy for for a day. <laughs> Actually, and then come back and tell us what you've learned. That's awesome. That's really cool. So no regrets with Billy. You you wouldn't give him away. You're glad you kept him. Yeah, I mean. Or or do you feel like he has quite a good gift that would serve the greater good if you were to give him away? But obviously that would be pretty bittersweet. Yeah, I've um. So when I when I go away, I'll leave him with my friends, and like he's always been part of a community of my friends and my loved ones, and so and he always brings joy. I've got a Billy here in my mouth. Um, so yeah, I mean I, I have been thinking about a potential move to Europe next year, and it's the biggest question is Billy. Um, you know, do I take him with me? Do I leave him here to have a happy life without that flight? You know. So, and what are you thinking? Would you want to take them? Or still deciding? If I, was, if I was sure that I was going to be there for a good amount of time to make it worth the money. But then money isn't, when it comes to like a, a good friend. Yeah, the return on investment is... You yeah. don't even think about it. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, if I was going to come back within a year, it wouldn't be fair on him to do that flight twice. But, huh, it's, we'll see. But yeah, if anybody wants to look after a beautiful border collie for at least six months, let me know. Look at the photo and you can see Billy. I'll get, oh, maybe I'll get a video of Billy. <laughs> oh, but interestingly, he really doesn't like music. Like he doesn't like me sitting in my studio. Like he doesn't complain too much, but he'll sort of, he loves being outside and he wants to play with me all the time. And I'll be in the studio and he'll respect my working hours. But then at certain points, he'll kind of trot on in and put his head on my knee and just look at me and then roll around on the studio floor trying to get my attention. And me doing music equals me not with him, I guess. So. But uh, yeah, like some dogs really like to be part of that musical process. So I'm a little bit sad that Billy's yeah. not like a musical protege. <laughs> that must be the only downside <laughs> to Billy. Sounds like he's amazing in every other aspect. Yeah, yeah. but I, I do have a cat who plays the piano, so... What? <laughs> this is not, I have to say, this is not at all how I thought this conversation was going to go. I'm so glad it has gone this way. Can you tell me about your cat, your piano playing cat? Uh, yeah, she's just really into music. She's, she likes to be with me in the studio and like listen, listen to what I'm doing. She, I remember Tristan, who we were talking about earlier, was coming over for rehearsals, and the, the frequency of the violin is very similar to, the, I guess, the meow of a meow. So she was just kind of sitting there, tilting her head, looking really interestingly, interestedly. Um, yeah. 
at the, the violin and yeah, she just loves it and she'll just observe me working and yeah, she's, she's a funny cat and when she wants my attention she'll kind of play the piano, jump on the piano, All right. uh, she thinks it's really cool. <laughs> She's, she's given me a few melodic ideas before, yeah, really? yeah, just really interesting, like um, dissonant but interesting melodies. When a foot will like press two notes at the same time, you know. So, yeah. yeah. And do you return? Do you thank her with some extra special, extra expensive cat treats or anything like that, yeah. or credit her in the song? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like the next stuff that I release, Chupi will be credited. <laughs> her name is Chupi, by the way. So I won't go into why her name is Chupi, but is what? Chupi. Chupi. <laughs> I'm really giving all of my like weirdness away in this podcast. I don't even know what that means. Chupi. Uh, the name came from I think when she was a kid, and I it was maybe when the, the Star Wars franchise was going off again, and I kind of joked to my partner at the time that. You know, maybe it'd be funny to call a cat Chewbacca. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like, no, that's stupid. Um, so he called her something else. But just the other, other animal owners will understand that you just get downloads from the, the cat god or the dog god of just names that, really? that come and you just call them stupid things and, and it sticks. Right. And, and Chippy came. Chippy. Yeah. <laughs> how do I how do I spell that so I can credit her? C H E W P Y. Oh, Chupi. Chupi. Okay. Yeah, it's very silly, but she's a very very musical cat. Extremely musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. great. Yeah, and that's great for you. Music. Would Would you say music is your life, basically? You are. Are you doing your PhD? In music. Yeah. yeah. Well, what specifically? Uh, yeah. Are you allowed to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, the, the title of the thesis is Gender Disparity and Music Production in Aotearoa. Uh, semicolon, Interventions for Change. So we all know there's a problem. Um, you know, there's, there's very few women and non-binary producers or people going into production, moving into producing other people. A lot of... A lot of us hide in our home studios or in our bedroom setups and um, it's very hard to be visible because of our confidence but also because of what's normal, like what does a producer usually look like. Um, so yeah, we, there's a disparity um, but what can we do to change that? And so the PhD is sort of looking at my journey into um, Moving from kind of like a bedroom producer to a studio producer, um, working with other artists, so producing other artists, um, and continuing to develop my own solo work, uh, but also putting on workshops, trying to build communities. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of multifaceted. It's a bit of a tapestry of things, but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's cool. So why did you why did you choose that? Why why is that important? Um, I yeah, well, I think it was very much part of what I was doing anyway, and, and I was teaching at Massey University, um, and I chose to do a PhD. I always kind of felt like I was going to do a PhD. I've always loved knowledge and diving deep into things, and 
it just seemed like a good time. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seems like a good time. Sign me up. Right, laugh. So, yeah, I, I got into it and my supervisors sort of helped frame it up and we tried to design something that was going to be very true to me and, and, and what, obviously, my interests and, as an artist. And so it was it's practice-based, so a lot of my thesis is music. Um, but then a lot of, you know, there's also writing up the experience of the, the creative choices that I made for the music, but also tracking my experience from home studio to studio and what what was what did I go through? Like, uh, what obstacles did I come up against within myself uh, and then out externally as well? And how can we use that to maybe inform some changes and how to do things a little bit better? But I, I think, you know, like um, beyond me, and I'm only motivated by things that, you know, I wouldn't do this PhD just if it was for the good of me. But it, I saw that, um, yeah, the industry needs to change. And um, there wasn't quite enough knowledge in this area to make really informed decisions. And a lot of people are making decisions based on anecdotal or assumed, or, you know, presumptions based on not very much. So I kind of felt a bit of a responsibility to, right, yeah, to look yeah, at it. Yeah, um, yeah so, um, no, it, it's, it's been a ride. My thread was going somewhere, but I, I just lost it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been good. And I think, you know, I'm only one... My experience is only one lived experience of other producers in Aotearoa. And, um, but I imagine, are you talking to other producers? Yeah, 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 yeah. interviewing other producers, kind of seeing where I sit within that and seeing what the common threads are. And there are a lot of common threads, which is kind of reassuring, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, reassuring, but also really sad. Yeah, and then yeah because it's confirming the unfortunate yeah. situation. Yeah, the difficulties. But I think why is it important on a bigger scale is um, producers often hold, they often control the way an artist sounds or the way uh, an artist is expressed to the world. Like yeah, the good point. The yeah. producer is um, producing another artist. And so if producers tend to just be of one demographic, it's there's a lot of literature to suggest that um, we're really missing out on a lot of nuance and a lot of understanding in the studio um, to really to really be true to the artist's expression and so we need diverse producers we need um, diverse stories to be told of Aotearoa otherwise we're missing out on a whole bunch of really incredible work um, and also, and then there's also self, self-produced artists who, um, it's really possible now to not have to walk into a studio at all. You can just do everything off your laptop. And so, um, how can we really upskill and build confidence in people to be able to do that? So they don't have to navigate the sometimes very difficult, very um, stifling environment, um, expressively stifling environment of the studio and being produced by another person who might not understand your lived experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? It, make, it, it does make sense, absolutely. And, <laughs> 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 and, 
and that does sound very important. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's not quite as important as, oh, I don't know, I've got lots of friends doing kind of science PhDs and, you know, climate change stuff, and I'm like, wow, mine, is, mine feels really um, inconsequential. But, you know, it's... Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't compare yourself, no. No, no, it's, it's a different, we're all, we're all doing different things to help yeah. change yeah. things. But, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Yeah, good on you. That's awesome. Very important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, how much longer do you have in, um, to complete that? Uh, how far through are you? Yeah, I, I hand in um, at the end of January. So You're done, end of January, for the... I'm aiming to be wow. done, yeah. So I'm pretty close. How big does your thesis need to be? Um, well, the written work between kind of 15,000 to 25,000 words. Oh, yeah. um, and then the portfolio, creative portfolio is... Um, yeah, there's lots of stuff in there. So I can't tell you the hours at the moment, but I think maybe like two hours of music. But yeah, it's... It doesn't, you know, like I think everybody gets to the end of the PhD and feels slightly like anticlimactic about it and oh I could have done more, there could have been more that I could have gone into, blah blah blah. Yeah, I thought it would have felt better yeah. handing it in but actually I'm, I'm relieved to be yeah. done with it or something, yeah. yeah. I'm only scratching the surface of oh, okay, what, yeah. what it, yeah. So that's a natural phenomenon I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good when it's done. Yeah. I like that. I think that, uh, yeah, that's super valuable. Why did you choose Aotearoa? Aote Specifically. Um, I was here. Because you're, you're from the UK. I'm from the UK, yeah. Um, I think, you know, I care a lot about New Zealand and, you know, I've been here for my, my adult life. Oh, wow. Um, well, I got here when I was 21, so I've been here longer than I have. I guess in my conscious adult mind. <laughs> so you and I would have met soon after you got here, if that was the case, yeah, 21. Yeah, yeah, 21, 22. I think I was teaching voice at Queen Margaret's as an itinerant teacher at that point. And yeah, I think you were at the Teachers' Council. Um, yeah, that seems like a lifetime ago. Yes, yeah, so much has happened, yeah. But you know, so much of my work as a vocalist, and I'm, I'm always really grateful for everything that I did as like a vocalist and choirs and um, working with other producers, doing like even really avant-garde vocal stuff. Like it all feeds into the production that I do now, which is really cool. Like I never knew how that would develop into such an independent creative. And that's the other reason why I'm doing the PhD too, is because yeah. I know how much, knowing the tools, like knowing how to make and produce and record music can be so empowering. Yeah, you know? I bet. I yeah. bet. And, and also the fact that you are educating and empowering others to do that as well, as you yeah. say, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Billy's met a friend in the pub. Yeah. And he's gonna go for a walk. <laughs> Why is he gonna take them for a walk? Oh, that guy's a legend. I think he just wants them to sniff each other. Is oh. what he's <laughs> so he's pimping out his dog. I think so. <laughs> That's, uh, um, awesome. Awesome. Yeah.
Do I have any questions? There was a question I had before, and I I, I lost it. I thought it was important, but you were what you were saying was really important, so I didn't. No, I think I like that. I like that. I think all the best, all the best for your PhD as you continue on, and hopefully you're able to still, you know, keep the mental health under control, which again you seem to. <laughs> yeah, by the end of the oh. PhD. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. And when and when would you go to Europe? Soon after that. Uh, yeah, uh, we're looking kind of like April, yeah. May. Are you going over there to perform or? Uh, no, my partner has a job. Has a what? He's got a job over there, so. Oh, is he a musician as well? No, he's an oceanographer. Yeah, so he's. That's very, very different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool to kind of be with someone who's like a different discipline, different. Yeah. But he he loves music and he plays music. Yeah. And I really love the ocean, <laughs> nature. So you're perfectly matched. So an oceanographer maps out the ocean, is that right? Do I understand that correctly? Or? Kinds of stuff. Yeah, oh, okay. It looks at um, all kinds of... I think ocean, oceanography is such a broad subject. Uh, but he's he's doing a PhD and... Oh, no way. Um, you're kidding. You're both doing PhDs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's amazing. In, in stormwater... Um, Stormwater management in uh, in estuaries and uh, harbors in New Zealand. Ooh, he'd so be great to talk to. Yeah, modeling. Yeah, he would. I'm sure he'd love to be on a podcast. Yes, I got my next one lined up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, are you and are you guys finishing your PhDs around? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, that's romantic. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I mean, we'll, we'll see how the stress plays out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be good. That's fantastic. That is, uh, that's actually very romantic. It's very cute, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. I think we understand, we understand what the focus, because PhDs sort of, they take up your brain in all times of day, you know. You, yeah, you can't really... You can turn off from it. You have to make an effort to turn off from it, but you can't just leave it at work or in a physical building. It's sort of with you all the time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, well, I think we'll both be relieved when it's all handed yeah. in. You'll both be able to support each other as you cry. <laughs> Satisfaction of handing it in. We'll take yeah. it out on each other. No, yeah. no, no. We'll be very mindful of that. Awesome. Oh. Awesome. Very cool. Thanks. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you.